Blog Talk Radio. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Hi, everyone. It's Natalie Jean. Yes, it's Natalie Jean. Yes, it's Chatting with Nat. And today we have the amazing producer and singer-songwriter, Jay Blue Jay Jordan. Jay Blue Jay Jordan is a world-renowned producer and musical vocal artist, as well as an accomplished concert promoter, performer, having worked on the on and help organize major concerts for the American Indian Movement, AIM, Wounded Knee, and The Longest Walk, the No Nukes Concert Series, Disaster Relief 96, the 40th anniversary of Woodstock's 1969 to 2009, Westfest, and many, many more. Currently signed with Global Film Studio, he has also just been voted on their advisory board. Hallelujah. Global Film Studio is a socially active major international film company under internationally acclaimed director Bruno Pichuda, I hope I said that right, and producer Daria Trifu. Global Film Studio is currently in pre-production of several films in Greece and other parts of the world, as well as 13-part television series in the UK, addressing important social socially significant issues affecting changes in global thinking and all done without the Hollywood standard, gratuitous sex and violence norm. Storm Music Studio and their engineer have been nominated for Recording Studio of the Year and Recording Engineer of the Year, along with Jay Jordan for EP of the Year at the Josie Music Awards. Please give them a round of applause. you natalie jean how are you thank you so much uh, for having me on uh, that was quite an introduction too i, I thank you so much for that and uh, when when you hear it spoken by somebody else sometimes it it, it sort of uh you know reflects a little bit larger than life um all those years they just sort of fly by and next thing you know it's a uh, where did the time go but you know it's an honor to be on here in the show with you, with the great Natalie uh, Jean, and I wanted to take a couple minutes, two uh, seconds, to just congratulate you, too, first, before we get going on everything you're doing. Uh, you know, I look up to you a lot, and I got a lot of respect for you for what you're doing out there in the music world, and uh, so hats off and kudos to you, too, Natalie Jean. Oh, thank you very much. I really appreciate it, and, you know, having you on here is a great honor and pleasure. Um, I've only had one other guy on the show. But I'm starting to think that at least once a month, you know, I should have at least two guys or maybe one guy on the on the show once a month because, you know, there are a lot of men like you that support other women in the music industry and you're doing great things. And I think we should honor all of you guys out there because we, it's, you know, it's the women is, it's about uh, together we are stronger and the men that uh, support us. So I really appreciate that. So how have you been during this um, entire pandemic? Well, it's been uh, trying, to say the least. Um, I just, you know, with, with things being shut down and, and not being able to socialize uh, 
quite right uh, what, with what we're used to is like being, you know, maybe in crowds or in, in a situation where we can, even when we're recording, we have to separate uh, microphones now. And when I usually really like to put all my vocalists a lot of times around one, I call it gang vocals. I put three or four or five singers around one mic and that's just a little old school, but that's the way I, I grew up doing it and it works and I love that style. So, um, my my recordings lately are, are seem a little bit more cleaner and crisper with different separations of the vocals. So there, there's some good in the, that. And, you know, uh, I think uh, this pandemic thing is, has been a learning curve for all of us, especially in the entertainment world when all of us really are, thrive on being in the public view and, and performing or rehearsing, whether it, in blocks of – crowds of people where we're, we're not used to being, you know, blocked off. And so it's been trying, it's been very trying. Um, but I, I, hopefully it's, it's fading away. Uh, it seems like it's disappearing and things are getting better. They've got different strains out now and it's, you know, we've all got to be careful with our health. And I think, uh, the most important thing is everybody should just take care of their health as much as possible and then do the right thing with your body and your temple. And, uh, you, you can probably ward off a lot of those uh, germs and things like that. Yeah, no, no definitely. It has definitely uh, been a, a crazy time. Um, one of the questions I'd like to ask in regards to the pandemic is basically how your mindset has changed about certain things. Um, and what I mean by that is that during the pandemic, obviously, we've kind of had a year off or um, more than that, um, to be able to think about who we want to be in this world, because during this past year, and, and obviously the past six, uh, six years, has been kind of crazy. No matter how you spin it, no matter what your viewpoints are on different views, it's just been incredibly rough. And then there's been moments where people have come together. But at the same time, we start to think about who we are as artists, who we are as producers, who we are as, are, are as people. So during the pandemic, did you take time to self-reflect? Did you change about your mind about who you want to be as an artist, who you want to be as a producer, who you want to be in general? Well, you know, that's an interesting aspect of it, too. When, when it really hit and, and we started to have to hunker down, you know, and, and I'm totally self-employed with, with my own little small sure. business, you know. So I have the luxury of not having to go out to an office or commute. Um, and, but it's still, there was a feeling of, you know, I'm not going to say isolation so much, but where I, we were all kind of, and I'm going to speak for me, kind of maybe for, not forced, but having to decide to stay in, you know, and stay away. Um, and so as that happened more and more, I sort of became, more inner reflective of yes, what I am as an artist, different songs uh, started coming to me that, that maybe wouldn't have been written um, if the, if it weren't for the pandemic, because with everything going out, going on in the outside world, it, it created those thoughts and those needs and desires to see things a certain way and how I can address those things is through my music and through my lyrics. And so uh, I, yes, I, it's it's given me a chance to be a little bit more introverted. I'm an outgoing guy, and I'm not used to being a, solo that much alone uh, in seclusion, you know, uh, like a Howard Hughes or something like that. So I've been right. kind of in seclusion, 
um, and, and taking a good look at myself uh, as well as the world around me uh, and all of this. And I, I'm just uh, hoping and, and working every day to try to see this, this world a little bit better for us all uh, through the pandemic. Um, but to answer that specific question, you know, it's, it's like uh, almost taking a sabbatical up to a mountaintop in, in a lot of ways where you, since you're not doing a lot of your normal routine things, that now you're in a situation where uh, your life is focused uh, and more inward. And, you know, and so it has affected me a little bit um, as far as the direction of where we're going and where we want to go. But the bottom line is uh, the dreams and all my hopes uh, for whatever we're all doing in all of this uh, haven't changed. It, it, they've grown. And I, there's a lot of concern I have about what's going on in the world with the pandemic and with everything. So and those are my real focuses. And, and luckily over the years, that's always been the focus. Um, so during the pandemic, did you do any live streaming? No, you know what? I, I have not. Um, and, and it's, it's, it's a fault. Every, everyone, I, I thought about doing it. Then everybody started doing it. And then, um, there's a part of me that doesn't want to do what everybody else is doing. Um, and so I've always been like that. If the crowd's going one way, one way, I'm usually going another way. Um, I, I've never I've been saying that way with clothes, the way I look, the way I dress. Uh, and so I have not done that. However, um, I'm at the point where, and I've told my band and, and my partner and everything, you know, that we just have to start playing out again. It's just like, it's getting to be <laughs> too much, um, not doing it. And so, uh, but I, I've been thinking about the live streaming thing a little bit um, and thinking about how best to do it, whether we want to do it with the whole band, shoot a video and do it at the same time, or, or do some, maybe me solo. Uh, so I'm, I'm kicking that idea around a little bit, but hopefully uh, by the time I decide to do a live stream thing, we'll be doing a live gig out someplace. Because we've awesome. got a few lined up for later on this year. Awesome, so so what was it in your life where you were like, oh my gosh, I have got to get into this uh, this music thing. I've got to do it. Was it a performance? Was it something that you were watching on? How did you get the music bug? Well, you know, I've been blessed. I I really believe that when I was in my mother's womb, my, and, and a lot of folks don't know my, my, my full background, but my mother was a jazz singer in New mm. York, old school, uh, w with some of the heavy greats of, of American jazz. And, um, and so I was born around music. Um, I believe I heard music when I was in my mom's womb. And, but the thing is, um, then we were on the road. So from my earliest childhood, I mean, two years old, I remember as a baby reaching up and, and hitting the tops of congas at different jam sessions at my mom's house in New York. Um, and, and she always had all these great musicians over. I mean, heavyweight jazz cats just hanging out for dinner with us. And, and she, uh, you know, I was around it. It was in my blood. Um, no, those were my first exposures to, to, to music was, was sort of Afro-Cuban jazz, American jazz as an infant and, and a very young boy. 
Um, and I always just loved it. The shiny instruments, the sounds, the smiling faces, the, the songs, the performance. And she, I got a little older. She would take me out to the, to, to the clubs. And, and as a very young kid, I'd be, I'd be a child in these clubs. And I just fell in love with performing and, and seeing different, you know, instruments and the sounds. Um, so from a very, very early age, I'm going to say well before I was even five years old, I was around music. And I think it's sort of been instilled in me growing up as a starting, starting point. Wow, wow, wow. Well, it's great to have, you know, musicians in the family. I'm lucky that I had one, too. I had my dad and my whole thing. Um, yeah, so, you know what? I, I didn't mean to cut. I'm ahead. sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. No, no. I I was just going to say something about your dad, you know, because um, I, as I've gotten to know you the last few years, you know, and, and of course, I found out your dad's an artist, too, and, and, and sort of looked into his thing a little bit, but those the island music though that was another aspect of the music that that always just blew me away island music whether it was from haiti or dominica or whatever um harry belafonte the, uh, those island calypso sounds the, those those marimbas those different instruments were always magical and and those rhythms and and, and so um i think it's you're blessed to, to have your your dad and that influence um you know, uh, one aspect of me, a lot of people don't know, I, I grew up without a father. So I really had the Cherokee grandmothers and my mom. And I had some stepfathers in the jazz world. She, she married a couple of those cats. Um, but w- when I see uh, a, a musical family like yours and, and doing well, and your dad's done some amazing stuff, too. He's charting all over the planet. Uh, congratulations on that. But, yeah. Yeah, he's done something. He done a little something, something. Um, how <laughs> would you, thank, you, thank you for that. How would you describe your music? <laughs> I knew that was going to come up. You know, it's 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 like the thing with the crowd. Okay, I I love music. I love so many kinds of music, and I appreciate anybody who's a great artist or a great singer, whatever whatever your thing is. Um, but my music is is not really one type or style um it, it's very hard for me and and in this day and age with the internet and i'm always you know our team is always having to place our music here and there and they want to the first thing you say what genre you know and like one song could have a genre and then my next song will be a totally different sound in a different genre so um but i believe um i i kind of created my own little description of what I like to think my music sounds like to other people. Um, so I'm call I call it like jazzy pop, bluesy rock. I call it love rock, Latino influenced. Um, some of it's a little mystical new age feel. Mm. Um, but I love Latin music. Um, and I, I think when you listen to my tunes and you sort of break them down and you listen to all the instrumentations and the, and the rhythms and everything, how we produce, we have that universalist influence in my music. Um, I, I don't, by design, I do not want to be labeled as either a blues artist or a rock artist or, or, right. or, or easy listening. I, I just, so that, those are my descriptions. Uh, I, you know, universalist kind of feel. Um, but all of the, I, mean, I, I lean heavily to Afro-Cuban, Latin rhythms, jazz pop, 
you know, uh, rock and roll was fine. And it's got a lot, but a lot of people forget rock and roll derived directly from the blues, mm-hmm. um, which which is an early Americana. So, uh, you know, rock, right. there would be no rock and roll without blues. <laughs> That's true. That's true. And I think a lot of people uh, forget that. But the one thing is, is that it's great to be versatile because as a versatile artist, um, you can get your, your music into so many different things like film, television, um, documentaries. Um, you can work for so many different other people. I mean, it's great. If you have a genre and that specific genre is the best one that you're at, that's the one that you should do. But when you are more versatile, you have more um, leeway for creativity. So, you know, I have the same problem. People ask me, well, what, what is your genre? And I used to just say I'm an artist. I create. Um, I've I've gone towards more of the Americana genre because there's a lot of genres be- in Americana that allows me to do all the genres that I want. And I love the singer-songwriter feel of that, so I've stayed with that. But, you know, it's a plus to be able to to do all these things. And talking about, you know, film and television, tell us about uh, you working with uh, the Global Film Studio. Ah, Global Film Studio. Let me tell you, I am more excited after 10 years. I, I've been involved with these guys about 10, 11 years now. Um, mm. And they, I, they they finally made me um, head of their uh, music department. I, I've done a few film scores for them, but we, we've built a really respectful and great relationship over the years. Bruno uh, Pichuta, he did get his name right, and Daria Tripu is her name. Got that one wrong, but that's 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 a t- they have tough names to say, <laughs> um, but so I, I do their film scores. Um, I oversee the music department. So anything coming up that that we film, we're, we're under contract for like five films. Um, but really, the um, the the situation being that uh, the music for the various films coming to their own films um, outside of the the uh, the awards the global films awards that they do every year. Um, I, I'm involved with hands-on. Um, I really uh, get to sort of put the music together for the film on the score level as, as well as bring new artists and introduce uh, them to, 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 to my, my bosses at global film studio and sort of get, try to get them under contract um, when, when the cash starts flowing on any different projects. So, you know, I've got a lot of say so with that in the music part of it, uh, and it's a blessing to do that. Um, I, I I worked with them for like I said, ten or eleven years now, and and I did just get onto the the, the board in the last couple of years, and um, uh, I got those contracts, and so I'm I'm very happy with uh, with them, and and they're doing amazing work. I mean, that company has grown. When they first started out, they were just doing some films, and they were producers. And Global Film Studio, I, I'm so happy to say, has just blossomed and grown in the last four or five years. And now they actually have uh, a distribution network uh, company up and running this year, just launched, Global Cinema Online. And, mm-hmm. um, and they've got some amazing films, um, like, like you said in the bio, none of, none of the, they're all Hollywood standard films, but without violence and without the gratuitous sex they're basically human interest films there's a lot of they're all dramatic films many of them dramatic um but the uh 
you know, documentations of different things that they're doing um, around the world. Uh, there's a great film that just came out, Soldiers Without Guns, uh, uh, about the things in Kiwi with, with New Zealand. There was an outbreak of war, and they, they settled it with, with cars instead of guns. I mean, so uh, I'm just blessed to be involved with Global Film Studio, and I love Donnie Atripo and Bruno Pichuda forever. And uh, I'm thinking about getting the company logo tattooed on, but my, my girlfriend says no. <laughs> no. I, uh, that's, how, that's how much I, I love them. <laughs> no. Okay, it's a great company. Yeah, they're they're a great company, uh, and and they're doing some really good work. So if anybody gets a chance, uh, go go check them out at Global Cinema Online. That's fantastic. How important is it for you to be able to and sing your truth? How important is it? And this is a two part question: Is it for you to be authentic? Well, you know that is a great question, uh, and I thank you so much for asking that because. Uh, I got a lot of people, I believe, listening today, uh, trying to find out a little bit more about us and, and me. And for me, the reason I do what I do mm-hmm. with my music and my songs has everything to do with being authentic as well as being something relevant and realistic for what I believe is good for everybody. In, in other words, music has never, ever been you know, a stepping stone kind of a journey for me to, to get rich and have a flashy car and, and, and the Grammy. I mean, I'd love to get a Grammy, but the thing is, I think every artist out here would love to have a Grammy one day, but the, the authenticism and the realism I bring to my songs, and, and it, it, whether it's a love song or it's some of my other activist songs about important things going on in the world that, that affect all of us, um, authenticism has to be there. I, I don't think you can ever really, really have a true hit record or a hit song if it's not genuine. If there's something there that doesn't capture the, the, those those thousands and millions of ears that people, when they listen to it for the first time, and the, and the message has got to be on. So for right. me, being authentic and being for real is everything to me. I, I If I never make a dime in this business again, but I'm known as an artist who who did good work with great songs and, and, and who was authentic, to use that term, um, I, I will feel like I've been a, a smash success because that's all I really care about is, is people understanding that. Yeah, and I think that a lot of uh, the world, they're craving for, you know, authentic people, real people. Um, because, you know, on the radio, isn't that the best of mainstream artists, but it's the same old crap all the time. And so um, what I've learned through the pandemic after taking webinars and conferences and social media and all this stuff is that people are craving the authentic. They're craving the real. They want to be able to listen to people they can relate to. Like they feel that they could call you up and say, oh, look, this is what I'm going through. You know, your songs uh, can make them feel better. People want to feel better. People want to, to know that there are people that are, that are real. Um, and I think yeah. authenticism is, is a big thing right now because everywhere I turn, I'm always hearing the word authentic, authentic. And one of the things for me, you know, I've been pushing my inspirational quotes every morning. I post something about, you know, get it done, being authentic, real, being a badass, whatever. 
I think it's, it's, right. it's just, everybody can want to chart. We can want to be nominated. We can win awards and stuff like that. And those, and that's great. But I think just like you, I, you know, I have decided also a while back that, you know, I want to be an effective spiral in life. I want to make a difference in life. This is what I want to be remembered for. Now, you mentioned in your bio about being an activist. Tell us what the World Freedom Project is about. Well, you know, I've been blessed, uh, and I grew up around, like you said, uh, I, I said before, a lot of different um, scenarios, a lot of different races, and, and I, I've been one of the, the blessed people in, in this country to have grew up around a diverse, a truly diverse uh, even though it was a broken family, you know, I grew up around Latinos, African-Americans, whatever, people from all over the planet. In the music world, they're there. And my mom was right in the middle of it. And, and I, I, I've had a couple of African-American uh, descent stepfathers. I was blessed to so not been exposed to uh, the ugly beast racism very much growing up. But so I did see... So many different things growing up. There was always something that had to be done. My, my mom, when I was a kid, used to say, there's people starving in China. So at my earliest age back then when I started with the music, I heard that phrase, people are starving in China. And I wondered why these kids over there didn't have food. We had, you know, Cheerios and whatever every morning. And we, we, we come from a poor background, but we always ate. We always had food. So I didn't understand that. So as, as I grew older, I, I sort of just progressed into different areas of of things that needed to be addressed because they were just like there. You know, when I was a teenager, Dr. Martin Luther King, all of those things going on. Uh, then later on, I started working with the Native Americans. I'm Cherokee. My grandmother's a full-blood Cherokee. And I lived over in Europe for a while as a kid. So when I came back from Spain... Um, I, the, the whole Native American thing was happening with, with Wounded Knee and Woodstock and uh, up there, and we were blessed to just – I was playing in a band in, in, up in the village, and I got into uh, some of the people that were putting the show on. Next thing I know, we're playing in front of all those people um, for, for the uh, Wounded Knee concerts. We wrote a song, and, and so I, I just, it was just a natural occurrence. And, and, and over the years, it seemed like – if something had to, if something popped up that had to be done, I, I wrote a friggin' song about it, and then I, I was performing it somewhere, um, you know, whether it was was boat builders down in Naples, Florida, years ago, uh, who who had some job issues. I've always had a knack for writing a song at the right time for something that that was important at that moment. Um, and so I, it just beca it became a real a, a part of my life because I care so much about this life we have. Yeah. It's a short time we're on this planet. We we try to have as much goodness and, and fun in our life as possible and eat well. And there's just a lot of conditions around the world, whether it's racism or there's food, wars, all of these things – that human beings themselves that are supposed to be smarter than that mm. do do to each other. Why do why do humans go to war? There's no logical reason for that. There's no reason for us to kill each other. There's so yeah. much food on this planet that everybody could eat. So I've always wanted to just help the world somehow. And 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 my 
my way of helping, I believe, has, has really always been through the song or, or music yeah. or, or performing or being there. But I'm involved with a lot of different uh, areas of that, like that. And then it commenced to get bigger. So years ago, I was involved with the, uh, a bear organization called the Ursa Freedom Project, where there were these moon bears who were being kept in cages for like 17 years with Jeanette McDermott's um, friends that, that she helped save uh, these bears and shut them down in China they, where they, they take their, their bile out of their, but they put these baby bears and let them grow up in these cages and they, they use them uh, for, for, to get extract chemicals for dyes. I mean, that was just horrendous. I, uh, so I was involved with them. And then I said, you know, things started happening around the world, more and more the, the racism, the wars, I said, I want freedom for everybody. I want the World Freedom Project. I want everybody in this planet to be free and free from governments or free from any kind of slavery or free from anything. If you want to be a free person and do whatever you want to do, that's what the World Freedom Project is. And the vehicle we were using with that, and it's, I've been trying to get this thing slowly grinding off the ground for 10 years, is through music and arts, which is a, which are healing and, you know, healing healing vehicles, if you will, of bringing people together. So the World Freedom Project itself is, has evolved from a need to have a free world to then doing something about it and creating it. So the, the World Freedom Project song, World Freedom Song, Together We Are One, came about because of that project and the idea where then I had the great idea. I said, listen, let's get people from all over the world to sing on this song and every country represented so we can show everybody in the world that, yes, we can do something as a world family where everyone in the planet can sing a song about freedom, which we all need and love. So yeah. that's really what the basis of it is. Uh, it's, it's very difficult without having a lot of money and a lot of, you know, backing behind that, but we're working on that. And and so right now we, we're, we're garnering our, our video from as many different people. We have actually uh, lucky enough to have some video from, from many parts of the world already archived, ready to go on this thing. And we've had uh, one of the series of videos put out. It's going to be done over several videos. Um, and, and it's tough, but I, I'm going to do it. It's, it's part of my life's mission. I want to see a song and a music video with representation from every country on the planet. If, that, if I get that happening, by the, as long as I'm on this planet and I can get that happening before I leave the planet, I mm. feel like I will have contributed something major to the music world as well as something to the world itself where long after I'm gone, people can then look back and say, hey, you know what? The world can do something together as one, one okay. family. So if we can sing a song together, we can all stop fighting together. We can sit down. That's what Soldiers Without Guns is, uh, the, the, the latest film with, with Global Film Studios about, where you can take a guitar and sit down and sing some songs and bring people together with music versus bullets. And so that's what the World Freedom Project is. And uh, I'm glad you're, you're, you asked me that. And uh, we hope you're going to be able to, to, to contribute and be in that video project with us also, Natalie. Fantastic. Fantastic. Um, so we're going to play your song, Every Little Thing. Just let the audience know what that's about. Okay. That is a very, very special song. Listen, I, you, know, you know me. I'm a big, I'm a hopeless romantic. 
I, I believe in love and I believe people should love and be loved and everyone has a right to love and, and, and needs to be loved. And so uh, I, I, I wrote a song uh, about a very special woman in my life um, who's actually uh, involved with the project also. Um, and, and these songs come to me on the wind. So when I'm feeling you know, a certain way and I'm emotional, I'm an emotional guy, I'm an artist, so I'm, you know, very sensitive to, to feelings, you know, and then exuberant. So I, I wrote this song and the song really is my testament. And and the, re- the reason I believe this song is, is so powerful and, and it's affecting so many people too is because how that song is for me, I really believe that that song is for everyone who really has that special someone and who's lucky enough to have that special person in their life or in, and those who maybe who don't, don't have that yet, but can hear the the message in that song and say, wow, you know, that would be great. That, oh, so that's what love is. So, and it's my, my version of love. Love could be different for a lot of people, but that song is, is, is emotional for me. It's, it's my testimony to, to, to try to put into words, something that's been said a million times between lovers for, for throughout history and just try to say it maybe a little bit different and, and, and proclaim to the world that, um, you know, it, it, so, you know, what, what, what that person is to me in my life, um, every little thing. So, um, and, and, and I'd like to point out to the audience too right now that um, I was blessed with, with some great artists on this song, great singers, uh, great background vocalists of which, you, Natalie, uh, were, were, were kind enough and, and put, get me into the schedule. You, you contributed to the background vocals on this song. And the next thing you know, we won Song of the Year at the Josie Music Awards last year. So it's a powerful song, uh, great artists on there, um, great messages, the great Natalie Jean. Um, and I thank you so much for, for bringing that song up. All right. Hold on. We're going to play it. about you, girl. Every little thing I need to know, baby. Every little thing I want to know, girl. Every little thing you are for me. Every little thing I want to be for you. Every little thing. Yes, I do. Every little head upon your head, you girl.
lips to be Every time you turn around, it turns me on To make me sing Come on Do some more Come on, come on, come on Come on, my baby Come on, come on, come on Come on, my girl But everything is offering Everything that I can do for you I don't mind As long as you mind You and me forever size of the show is and how much money the, the venue's got. <laughs> um, I, I, try to, I try to work with at least 9 to 11 people because we like a full sound um, and, and two horns doesn't make it, so I usually try to work with three horns or no horns. Um, and then Latin percussion, yeah, always with, with two, two or three background vocalists, uh, female vocals, because um, women's vocals are very powerful. You know, and I didn't get a chance to, to say one thing about the, the cross-support of, of the women. If you listen to all my songs, I always have female women background vocals um, because there, there's a balance there and, and there's an energy that a woman's voice brings to a song that, that men just don't have it. A lead vocalist is one thing, but background vocals have got to be mixed. Um, I always work with, you know, women singers. Um, 
it's it's one of my trademarks. Uh, but I, I've got a pretty good size. I've got a decent core. My, my base, my you know, my, my bottom sets uh, are, are really great. My my section, my drummer and bass player, they've been playing together for years, and I'm just blessed to have some great, great, great people that I'm working with, uh, performing with us and recording with us. Um, but seven seven to eleven um, is good. And I've worked in bigger. I, you know, we we we've done some some orchestral stuff too. Um, but uh, Usually around nine. Wow. <laughs> it's a rounded figure. Um, what is the one thing you wish you had known before you got into the music business? Oh, I'm going to be honest with you, and it, it's going to take it in a little bit more of a direction that, that's important um, in my life. And I, I believe for a lot of people out there, and and I just wish I had had known more about the dangers of drug and alcohol abuse um, as a child uh, growing up. Um, you know, I, I was always exposed around it, and I never right. knew you weren't supposed to do that as a lifestyle. Right. So I just grew up one day and said, "Hey, you know, this is no fun." But you know, I, I really wished that I hadn't been exposed to the pot and the booze and 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 the different things, the different substances, if you will, uh, growing up and, and and knew of those dangers. So it's is is a very important thing of wishing I had known then not to do now that I don't. <laughs> it, would, right. it would be drugs and alcohol. It'd be the drugs and alcohol thing. Good. Now you heard it here. Um, well, one thing is to say is that congratulations on your Josie Music Awards um, nominations. Are you planning to attend the Josies this year? Absolutely. I wouldn't miss it for the world. And you too, um, you know, congratulations too for all yours. I can't keep up with yours. Yeah. <laughs> I did the list. Huh? I've got one or two here or there, you know. Yeah, I know. You know, I, I, I got a joke. I, I'm going to say it on live here in case we don't get to do it on stage. But I did want to say it, it's kind of a joke, but it's it, 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 in a way it's it's realistic. I, I heard through the grapevine that um, you're working on a uh, a sponsorship thing with um, the uh, with global not global. What's in, oh yeah, Mohawk. That you that you had a sponsorship deal with Mohawk, I'm goofing it up now because I had to think of it. But that that you had a sponsorship deal with Mohawk Rugs because you're on so many red carpets around the world. <laughs> so now that I totally goofed it up, I promise if we get up on stage live this year, I'll do it. I'll I'll I'll, do, I'll get it right. <laughs> but uh, you 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 do a lot and, and you've done a lot, and then I always thought that was would be a good good joke, and I forgot to say it last year. <laughs> It is a good one. Um, what is what is a quote that you like to live by? Well, you know, I hadn't really thought about that too much. Um, or it could be. You know, yeah. Well, you know, do, do unto others is always one that comes up front. People need to 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 treat each other how they, they want to be treated. Um, I believe is very important. Um, but, you know, um, I made up my own one time and I thought it was pretty slick. It's, it's that, that is, is that, that is not, is not, is not that, that is not, not that, that is. And I'll put that in writing. And if you really read that and figure it out, it does make sense. 
and I'm very good with words, and uh, so that that's that's one of my favorites. But I don't know. The, the realistic one would be you know, let's everybody treat everybody kindly, nicely, as, as you know, and well. We, you know, there, we, there's no reason we can't, as human beings, treat each other with dignity and respect in all walks of life, every country that's on the planet. So that's my biggest thing. That's great. I, I agree with you 100%. And what advice would you give somebody that's trying to break into the music industry? Um, let's just start off with that first one. Don't, don't, don't get sucked into the glamour, the glitz, and the drugs, the drugs sex, and rock and roll. Um, huh. get, if you really love music, and you, and you, whether it's a songwriter and you want to, you're, you're a great lyricist and you want to have other people perform, or if you want to perform, whatever you want to do, do it. Just do it. Don't don't hold back and, and for, for for heaven's sake, don't ever listen to anybody who'll say that you can never do this, you'll never go there, you can't do that. You're, because there there are people out there for some reason that 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 are like that, and they'll sort of try to discourage you. But I I would say. Um, Learn your craft. Find out what you really like to do. Whether you're a singer, guitar player, piano, percussion, you want to play fiddle, uh, you know, oboe in a big orchestra. Follow your dream and do it. Chase it and and pursue it. Because many times, most of the times, it doesn't just knock on your door and say, "Here, here we are." You you have to earn it. You got to pay your dues. You got to get out there and, and go for what you want. But. Um, don't be afraid. My my thing would be to say, don't be afraid to go for it, whatever it is. And don't be afraid to, to, to make some mistakes. And don't be in a, worry about being an overnight success. If you mm. love music, just do it. Do your music and let that music and let that magic take over your life and your body. And it, it is a mystical force and, and it, it will take you places uh, that you've never been. And, and hopefully uh, where you want to go with it. Um, and and uh, so that, that's that's my biggest advice for people. I believe just just do it. Follow your dreams and, and don't take no for an answer. Just keep knocking on doors. Whatever you got to do, and, and and things will come together for you at some point. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, you heard it here. That was producer and singer songwriter, award winning producer and singer songwriter Jay Blue Jay Jordan on chatting with Nat. Um, Jay, it's been great to have you on chatting with Nat and hopefully eventually we can do an IG live if you get on Instagram um, and if not sure. then, uh, yeah we'll, we can we can set that up um, and then I'll see, see you in September for the JMAs I will be and you know I follow you uh, around the world too uh, Natalie I, I want to thank you so much for having me on your show this is a big thing for me um, you know, you're a rock star in, in my in my world, and uh, I, you know, you've got a lot of love and respect out there from a lot of artists, and uh, you're you're you know you're you're singing and, and performing in whatever genre is coming next, whatever language, you know. I mean, you're you're truly an artist to, to watch and look up to, um, and so thank you for having me in your small circle, your large circle. <laughs> Um, my 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 humble circle into your circle. Uh, thank you so much, Natalie Jean, for having me on your show today. It was awesome having you. I learned so much. Um, so have a great day, have a great week, and I can't wait to do an IG live. Yeah, that's that, that's something that I'll, I'll I'll think about those uh, streaming deals, you know, and then maybe do some live stuff. Uh, but 
we're, we are, we've got some live shows coming up. We're going to video and we're working on some videos. So I, I know everybody wants to see us performing. So we're, we're working on that. All and right. Thanks, awesome. thanks again. That IG thing would be great. Yeah, let's do it. Awesome stuff. All right. Like I said, this is Chatting with Nat with producer and singer-songwriter Jay Blue Jay Jordan. Go find him at www.jjordan.com and you'll learn some wonderful things, amazing things. Until next time on Chatting with Nat. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Love your voice.